0: Now we turn to our very own big chief, Chicho Valle. Hello, Bill. How are you? And what's it going to be, it's Chief? It's going to be a cha-cha tonight. And we have this one. It's called Las Clases de Cha-Cha-Cha. Okay, Chicho, his braves, and Las Clases de Cha-Cha-Cha.
1: Welcome to Cuban Serenade, a podcast series about the Cuban music scene in Canada with Freddy Monasterio and Karen Dubinsky. We call ourselves Scholar Fans, a term that we learned from Cuban music expert Joaquin Borges Triana. We research and write about Cuban music inside and outside Cuba. In this series, we'll
2: explore the arrival and development of Cuban music in Canada. Our first episode is dedicated to a Cuban music trailblazer that remains fairly unknown the singer, guitar player, conductor, and entrepreneur Chicho Valle. We believe he's the first professional Latin American musician in Canada. From his arrival in Canada in 1946, Chicho Valle carved out an impressive niche in the music world on CBC Radio and TV and on the dance floors of Toronto and area hotel ballrooms. In this episode, we'll talk about some of his many achievements. He recorded three albums. He put together an impressive band of musicians to popularize Cuban music in Canada. Not a single one was Cuban or even Latino. He got Canadians on their feet dancing, as he sang in Spanish on national radio in the 50s and 60s. Most of his audience would have had no idea what he was singing about, which he used to his advantage, as we'll hear. We'll also hear some of his beautiful arrangements of Latin American standards. We'll talk to a Toronto musician and scholar who knew him and admired him. And we'll end with a musical tribute to Chicho by Magdala Sevigny and Elizabeth Rodriguez from the Juno-nominated band Ocan, one of the most popular Latin American groups in Canada today. Amado
1: Viriado Valle was born in Cienfuegos, Cuba, on July 2, 1924. He began singing in Cuba at nine with the dance orchestra of his brother, Héctor Valle. Chicho migrated to New Orleans, Louisiana, at just 18. There, he attended Loyola University to pursue a career in law, but soon he switched to music. Chicho played the guitar in a trio with two female instrumentalists. They performed popular Latin styles at New Orleans nightclubs and private parties. Chicho arrived in Toronto from New Orleans in 1946, invited by the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, CBC, to perform on the radio show Latin American Serenade. He made his debut on May 19, 1946, and continued as a regular voice on CBC radio for decades to come.
2: Chicho's band, Los Cubanos, grew from a trio in 1946 to 10 musicians by the 1950s. Occasionally, Los Cubanos became a 20-piece concert orchestra. Despite the name, Chicho Valle y Los Cubanos, there was only one Cuban in the group, Chicho. The rest were prominent Anglo or European Canadian musicians, such as Gordon Day, Johnny Niosi, Rudy Toth, and Stan Wilson. Chicho also worked closely with other Canadian jazz greats of the era, such as Norm Amadio and Ray Socora. Chicho's
1: repertoire included some of the most popular Cuban and Mexican songs of the time, as well as American popular hits. This blend of Latin American with North American music and musicians will become the template for Latin music groups and orchestras in Toronto for decades. Chicho recorded 35 songs in three LPs. Chicho y Los Cubanos from 1963 latin luster from 1968 and esta Wire from 1970. The albums feature an eclectic selection of Cuban, Latin and North American musical genres and styles such as rumba, cha cha cha, jazz, bolero, guaracha, rock, samba, mambo and bossa nova. Here is La Bella Guana, a Cuban classic composed by Joseph White and recorded twice by Chicho, obviously a favorite.
2: and music scholar who migrated from his native Mexico to Canada in the early 1970s. By that time, Chicho had established a successful entertainment agency, booking an array of musical entertainers across Canada and the U.S. Soon after Brigido's arrival in Toronto in 1971, his band, Tequila, became one of Chicho's acts. He booked tequila mainly at Toronto's major hotels for engagements of two to four weeks at a time, performing six or seven nights a week. This is why Brigido sees this as the high-water mark of live entertainment in Toronto. Los Amigos, another Mexican quartet who had arrived in the same circumstances as Brigido and his Mexican bandmates, also began working with Chicho. Brigido's 2010 York University dissertation is an excellent resource on the history of the Cuban music scene in Toronto. When we spoke to Brigido, he explained that Chicho's Latin
1: American client roster was small. The only Latin American groups he represented were Tequila, Los Amigos, and Hot Pepper, led by the Peruvian pianist Freddie Young. Their repertoires more or less followed Chicho's musical steps. They included diverse Latin musical genres and styles, as well as Anglo-American Top 40 hits, which, at the time, included disco music. They had some Latin American followers, but their audiences were mostly Canadian. Toronto's Latin American community was only beginning to grow. Cuban migration, for example, was very small, fewer than 200 people annually in the 1970s. The numbers began instead steady increase in the 1990s in response to major problems in the Cuban economy. So it's not surprising that in the early years, bands could rarely be composed of only Latin Americans. These are some of the ideas that Brigido shared with us when we interviewed him.
3: I met Chicho around 1975. I came as a musician from Mexico. Somebody went to look for bands and uh... At that point, most bands, like ours, were playing for uh, lunches and hotels and so on. I was in Ottawa, but I wanted to make more money, and I found out the only way to do it was to come to Toronto. So I came here, and it was a four-piece band. We came from Mexico. I, actually, I was underage when, when I came from Mexico, but by 1975, I was of age. We were looking to be booked by Chicho, because he was handling another band that we uh, knew that that also moved from Ottawa to Toronto. Their their name of the band was Los Amigos. Chicho had all the best gigs, all the big hotels. He had the Sheraton Center, he had Sutton Place. I I met Chicho and he was very charming. Well, I'll I'll begin by, Telling you he when we auditioned for him he liked us he, and he liked he liked a lot he liked discipline and, and that the band presented well. We were a four piece band. So these clubs that we were interested in were not were not really clubs but they were the lounges in the hotels. So it was dining and dancing. And at that time you hardly saw any Latinos in, in places like that. Very rarely. Chicho did that kind of thing himself. So Chicho was not playing bars. Actually, Chicho was, he was kind of upper level of thing. He had a lot of musicians that are, were excellent musicians. He didn't only book in these hotels. He also brought bands from the States and sent bands from Canada to the States and, and back and forth. He was very shrewd, but extremely charming. When I met him, Chicho was basically blind. He had lost his sight to cataracts. He had his office at the inn on the park, and he had three people with him. But because he had this uh, disability, he had to be helped to go everywhere. It's it's amazing because he was able able to make these deals, and he was hated by some some of the other agents because he just had the best gigs in town. Once we started to work with him, he had us booked. At one point, we were a year and a half ahead in advance. So we would rotate with all the other bands, and Los Amigos and us were the only Latin band. All the other groups were just Canadian bands, but we, each group had a very different thing. Like, we had our Latin thing, but we also played top 40 music. And all the other bands also, each one had their specialty. Like, there was not groups that would play music from the swing era, but we all had to cover all the most popular things of the moment. So for us, our drawing card was the Latin music part. When Chicho came in the 1940s, he was riding on the popularity of Cuban music and what we call in Mexico, musica tropical. So it was very popular at that time. I I think that was, actually at the golden era of Cuban music. I grew up listening to that. Perez Prado, La Sonora Matancera, Benny Moré. I was playing in Acapulco the first time and um, we were looking for work and somebody says, why don't you play Latin music? And I said, what's that? So he's played to me, you know, like, Guantanamera, Osanovas, and all that. So it was mainly African influencing music, really. Chicho was part of that, the beginning of all of this, the rise of, of what now we, we call Latin music. Music was really popular. We were from Mexico, we were playing everything, cumbia, merengue, and all that, but also top 40 stuff. And there were no, uh, there were no salsa bands. One, uh, one anecdote about how shrewd he was, he once called me to have a meeting with the manager of a hotel because we were playing at this hotel quite regularly. This is a different era, a different universe. We used to play from Monday to Saturday. You know, that no longer exists. At that time, live music was king. He said, I, I want you to come to a meeting because they want to uh, reduce your weeks that you're gonna be playing. So we went. And what happened is that they had a new manager and it was a big hotel. The manager came and he says he wanted to negotiate to change the schedule. And he said, well, I didn't come here to negotiate anything. I came to here to sign a contract. He got up, he went upstairs. You know, this is a guy in this blind, really. He went upstairs to see the main guy, came down with the contract signed, you know, just like that. That was Chicho. He had a lot of class. He had a lot of gravitas, you know he commanded a lot of respect, you know. It's just at that time, you know, there, there wasn't a Latin scene and I don't think he would have been interested in looking in Latin plot.
2: For several decades, Chicho Valle was a familiar figure on the Canadian airwaves and in the music world. From the 1950s through the 1970s, until failing vision forced him into semi retirement, Chicho appeared in some of the best clubs in Toronto. His band played many of Toronto's top venues. In 1950, the Globe and Mail entertainment journalist Alex Barris described Chicho's set at the Corkroom, a popular tavern and supper club in the heart of the Financial District. Chicho and his boys have moved down to the Corkroom on Bay Street and are playing for dancing. The room is a cozy spot, loaded with atmosphere, lots of people having the time of their lives, kicking up their heels to Chicho's Latin American music. Valle does a fair amount of singing, all of it pleasant. It's in the rumba, samba, and mambo department that his group shines, and the dancers at the cork room do their best hopping.
1: Chicho played in other Toronto clubs, in Montreal and in the summers at the prestigious Big Win Inn, in the Muskokas on Lake of Bays. Playing during the summers at the Big Win Inn, a gig that Chicho held from 1950 to 1963, was an enviable job. The Big Win Inn, built in the 1920s, was a beautiful resort, a playground for wealthy Canadians visiting stars from Hollywood and elsewhere. Chicho followed the footsteps of musicians such as Duke Ellington and Count Basie, who had performed there previously. But his true home base, at least in the later part of his career, was the ultra-modern Inn on the Park Hotel in Toronto. Located at the corner of Eglinton and Leslie Street, the Inn on the Park was perched on a hill in a wooded area. It offered an spectacular view of the city below. Designed by one of Toronto's leading architects, Peter Dixon, the hotel opened in 1963, part of the Four Seasons Hotel chain. From 1966 through 1976, Chicho White and Los Cubanos were the house band at the hotel's dinner dance club, the Café de la Berge. At the same time, Chicho became the Four Seasons Canadian musical director. His office was at the Inn the Park.
2: Those who didn't get out to Toronto's nightclub scene would have known about Chicho through his many appearances on CBC Radio. Latin American Serenade was the program that drew Chicho to Toronto from New Orleans in 1946. Here's a clip from June, 1947.
0: Our dream of a perfect day in Havana would, of course, include a swim at one of the city's golden beaches. Perhaps Miramar, which is lined with lavish bathing clubs, yacht clubs, and casinos. And after the swim, there's the casual hour in the cocktail lounge at one of the clubs. Any holiday in Havana should include some window shopping along Calle San Rafael, a street lined with stores containing everything to attract the tourist's eyes, from crocodile bags to conga drums. And then, because you are a tourist, you'll probably conclude your shopping spree with a visit to one of Havana's most famous hotels, the Nacional. And in this cosmopolitan spot, you'll find people from as far north as Alaska and music from as far south as Argentina. We know our Cuban caballero Chicho Valle could tell us a thousand colorful stories about Havana, but Chicho prefers to say it with music. And here he is with Los Cubanos and the traditional Cuban huaracha, Negra
4: Leonor. <laughs> que me ponga a bailar, entonces Negro Simón, que es también, y a porranca la pemba y se ponía a cantar.
3: Y hasta la nera le uno, que no se fue a aguantar, y cuando se sienta con ti Alborota, entonces Negro Simón, que es también, y a porranca la pemba y se ponía a cantar. Y cuando llego a tolar, esta es la nera le uno,
1: In the liner notes from the 1970 album Esta Chichawáe, CBC host John Ray wrote, 25 years ago he bounced into the studio to a samba beat for a one-month trial as featured singer on Latin American Serenade. Over the years, he has become an established personality in the musical life of this country. His one fear about coming to Canada was not that he would fail as a performer, but our cold winters. As a matter of fact, Chicho had never seen snow until he arrived in Toronto. I can remember telling him what a winter coat was and that he had better buy one or his warm Latin blood would be in for a chilly surprise. We don't know enough about Chicho to know how he felt about his life in Canada. The question of why he decided to stay and make a career here remains open.
2: When Chicho appeared on CBC radio programs in the 50s and 60s, He added something different to typical Canadian radio fare of that era. He usually sang in Spanish. In the era before rock and roll got much play on Canada's national airwaves, his music moved fast. His name and his Cuban background sometimes led to what seems to our ears weak or patronizing attempts at humor on the part of CBC announcers. Here's CBC host John O'Leary in December 1966. Senores y senores,
0: me buenas noches, este Chicho, Valle y los Cubanos desde El Inn on the Park in Toronto, the beautiful Café de la Léves at the end of the park in Toronto CBC Radio invites you to enjoy the songs of Chicho Valle the music of Los Cobanos, and the calypso rhythms of Dick Smith and here now, Chicho Valle y Los Cobanos. <laughs> <laughs> Chicho, Chicho this is the first time I've done this program, and you know, as you know very well, I do not speak Spanish. How did I do it? How badly did I do Our first number for tonight. <laughs> well, that speaks volumes. Let's get on with the music. Here's Chicho Valle y Los Cobanos, and the first one is El Pastrillo.
2: Announcer Bernie Braden had this to say after Chicho and his band played two up-tempo songs in Spanish during a 1954 program, the All-Star Easter Party, recorded at Toronto's Maple Leaf Gardens.
3: Yes, sir.
0: That was uh, Mami Ocaro and Choo Choo, played by Chicho Vai Los Cubanos. Incidentally, this script is being turned over to the Toronto police immediately after the broadcast. They're going to use it this week for testing drunk drivers. Chicho's
2: life story gives us a lot to think about. His active presence on CBC radio in the 40s and 50s raises lots of questions about who and what kind of music Canadian audiences were listening to. Chicho's voice was rare, but he wasn't the only Caribbean presence on Canadian airwaves in that era. Scholar Michael Eldridge has written about Trinidadian calypso icon Rufus Callender, who performed as Lord Caresser, who also arrived in Canada in the 1940s and hosted a calypso music show on the CBC from Montreal. Other CBC programs of the era included calypso songs, Ritmo Tropical, and Hawaii Calls, Maybe what Eldridge concludes about Rufus' calendar is also true for Chicho Valle. By showcasing these voices, Canadians could find support for the comforting myths that they had begun to tell themselves about their own tolerance and diversity, their leadership in the global fight for mutual understanding, goodwill, racial cooperation, and equality. Canadians welcomed a Chicho Valle or a Lord Caresser, even as restrictive immigration policies denied entrance to most others from their regions. Chicho married Lenora,
1: a Canadian woman he met at the CBC studios. They had two sons, Frank and Robert, both of whom left Canada to live in Miami. When Brigido knew him in the 1970s, he was doing well. He had a boat and a nice house in Toronto, near Bayview Avenue. He was a family man, Brigido remembers. He was completely dedicated to his booking agency in Toronto, but he also sat on the board of governors of Toronto's Humber College and traveled some with his band, especially to Montreal. We asked Brigido about some of Chicho's signature songs. Magic is the Moonlight was the one that Brigido remembered. It reminded Chicho of Lenora.
3: I remember the song. Muñequita <laughs> And I think he sang that to his wife because his wife was blonde, right? So uh, something to do with that.
4: Muñequita linda de cabellos tiernos, de dientes de perlas labios de rubí dime si me quieres como yo te adoro si de mi te acuerdas como yo de ti a veces escucho he had a lot of
3: charisma on stage that was his thing even when he was blind he knew how to talk with people and he, he, he just had that, uh, you know, magnetism. He has very, very uh, well positioned with the Musicians' Union because he told me once that back in the days they were dealing with mistreatment from uh, the musicians at the Royal York. He was one of the ones that changed all the rules. You know, at some point the Royal York didn't let uh, black people uh, in, but he said that musicians had to go in by the kitchen and they were like really... So he, he's changed all that
2: Chicho left Cuba in 1942 so he hadn't witnessed or participated in the Cuban Revolution of 1959 but he was not a fan.
3: He had a, a very deep dislike of the Cuban Revolution. It was a subject that he didn't want to discuss you could see that he was angry he didn't want to talk about it and I it's you know sort of like... He was very resentful about it. I don't know under which circumstances he left Cuba, but it sounds like he wasn't enamored of the Cuban regime. It was a taboo subject almost. You hardly talked about Cuba at all with Chicho, because he, he just wouldn't talk about
1: it. Chicho's decades in Toronto's music world gave him lots of friends and contacts. Prihido calls him a social butterfly, but he was dedicated to his work above all.
3: But he was a very sociable man. I knew a lot of people that knew him, that uh, he was well-regarded, and I'm sure he had a, a very busy social life because he was very sociable. I heard them talk about any, anything like a hobby or except the sailing. He would go visit his family in the States, his sons, because they didn't want to be in Canada but he would go there and, and come back. He was a workaholic. He would spend a lot of time going to see his acts. He would be with people and, and he was very classy, you know, never heard them swear. Or... He charged 10% just like it's supposed to be. He, he was fair. He was always fair. And so that's why we trusted him quite a, quite a lot. We trusted him very much because he always looked after us really well.
2: Chicho was one of only a few Latin Americans working in media or the music industry in Canada in the 40s. And as Brigido says, the situation wasn't that different decades later in the 1970s.
3: Back in the 70s, especially in the early 70s, we as Latinos, we used to hear somebody speaking Spanish and it was like, you know, our our ears would go oh, he speaks Spanish. But then, you know, that's not the case today. The Spanish-speaking community was just stunning. And Chicho was one of the first ones that you could see the the popularity of our music back then. And that's what brought us to Canada. When they went to Mexico, that's what they were looking for. Latin American music, it was really popular everywhere. You know, it it just got around and people appreciated it. Back in Mexico, we wanted to be a rock band, (laughs) you know, we wanted to be a rock band, but we saw the opportunity to come here and, and we, we thought we're gonna go there and uh, play, you know, all the Latin music for just for a while and then we're going to we're gonna be rock stars. But you know, once we got here, we started to appreciate the appeal of our music that people that weren't Latinos were really interested in it. They made us feel really proud. There was at the time when Santana came and, Jose Feliciano and all kinds of groups like that. It's what gave us the uh, the edge to market ourselves. And Chicho knew that too. It was part of the whole thing. He knew that we were marketable because of that.
2: So Chicho's presence in the white, Anglo world of CBC Radio was more than a little unusual. The liner notes of Chicho's debut album in 1963 included instructions to English speakers on how to pronounce his name. But singing in Spanish to an English-speaking audience had its own rewards. It is possible that Chicho Valle was the first person to sing about marijuana on Canada's national radio. Here he is in a 1961 broadcast from Muskoka's Big Win Inn, performing with Gloria and Florence Hansen, two Canadian fiddle players. Of all the various versions of the famous Mexican folk song La Cucaracha, Chicho and the Hansen sisters sang, in Spanish, the version that declares that the cockroach can't walk because of all the marijuana she smoked. La cucaracha, la
3: cucaracha Ya no puede caminar, la cucaracha, la cucaracha, marihuana que fumar. La cucaracha, la cucaracha, ya no puede caminar, la cucaracha, la cucaracha, la
1: cucaracha. marihuana que fumar. Brigido Galván says that Chicho's musical Stay in Power lays in his charisma. He had a talent for finding and connecting with an audience. He didn't write or compose much. He was more of an arranger and a conductor. Here is Amor Dulce Amor, Chicho's only recorded composition. died on a Sunday in Wellesley Hospital, Toronto. He was October 14, 1984. He was 60. According to his obituary, published on the Globe and Mail, he had been suffering from cancer for several years. The CBC was in the market for a Latin American sound in 1946, continues the obituary, and lured Mr. Baye, who was then a 20-year-old band leader in New Orleans, to Toronto for a one-month tryout. Chicho and his wife, Lenora, had celebrated their 33rd wedding anniversary just before Chicho's passing.
2: As Brigido told us, Chicho is an unsung hero, only recognized today by the few people that had the fortune to work with him. However, his role was crucial. The story of Cuban and Latin American music in Canada starts with him. He introduced these rich musical cultures to Canadian audiences and also to Canadian musicians of the era. He explored and promoted a convergence of musical influences, a very recognizable feature of the contemporary Latin American music scene in Canada and elsewhere. A very different music world exists in Toronto today in which Cuban musicians join Latinos from Brazil, Colombia, Mexico, and many other countries to record and perform regularly at clubs and festivals. Toronto is just one of many cities in Canada in which well-respected Cuban musicians now make their homes. Recent arrivals on the Cuban music scene in Toronto are two young Afro-Cuban women, Magdale Savigne and Elizabeth Rodriguez who perform together as O'Can. Okan is a five piece band that pays homage to the historical roots of Cuban music, generations apart, and from very different moments and genres of Cuban musical tradition, what Savigne and Rodriguez share with Chicho Valle, is their commitment to popularizing Cuban music to a wide audience in Canada. Here's a bit of one of our favorite of Chicho's arrangements, Que Pasa con el cha-cha-cha, followed immediately by Okan's updated version, which they kindly recorded for this podcast. Enjoy and stay tuned for the next episode of Cuban Serenade. ¿Qué pasa con el
4: cha-cha-cha? Cha-cha-cha ¿Qué pasa con el cha-cha-cha? Cha-cha-cha ¿Qué pasa con el cha-cha-cha? Que tú no puedes bailar como ayer ¿Qué pasa con el cha-cha-cha? Muito. E